0: Welcome back to Mood with Lauren Elizabeth. I'm Lauren Elizabeth, and for today's current mood convo, we have Chelsea Smith on the podcast. If you don't know Chelsea, she is a gifted leader and speaker noted for her down-to-earth wisdom, authenticity, humor, and strong faith. Her husband is Judah Smith, and they started a community, a church, called church home it's quite popular not only in the los angeles area but online in seattle it is a community based on the principles of compassion belonging and love it's like going to church as if it's a living room it's incredibly welcoming incredibly palatable it is obviously based in christianity but they do not care how you identify what you believe it is so welcoming and just about kind of leading a life of love and like i said compassion and just being your best highest self. I used to go to church home a lot when I lived in Los Angeles and over the pandemic, you really utilized their app and you know, I get a lot of questions about my faith and kind of how my faith is in my life and surrendering and I just thought getting Chelsea on the podcast would be just such a great way to have that conversation and have her kind of guide me through that conversation and ask her some questions about faith because you know, it can be a very polarizing topic. I feel like I'm always try to do a really good job of saying, you know, if you don't believe in God, if you believe in the universe, just like a higher power whatever it is so I really don't want this episode to you know be like a turnoff to anyone that maybe doesn't let's say believe in Jesus right I think that it's you can get something out of it no matter what you believe you know like even my best friends Claudia and Jackie on the morning toast they did this whole episode about their Jewish faith and I absolutely loved it and I just felt like so inspired and just I felt the love really coming through it so I really think that no matter how you identify you can connect with some type of faith compassion and love and it's just a really fun conversation her and her husband judah have a podcast called in good faith one of my favorite episodes is the one with hayley bieber and justin bieber talking about their marriage and if you haven't listened to it you should go listen to that but they also just have a lot of great episodes that are really about everything from anxiety to sex and just like the frank truths about marriage and it's not what you would think I, i really think that you know if you're just kind of curious and just want more like love in your life this is really a great place to start so I'm so excited to have Chelsea on the podcast it's like almost I've been I wouldn't say a fan I've just been inspired by her for so long and we had such a fun and just uplifting conversation that I think you guys will really enjoy but first let's jump into best mood and worst mood of the week okay so I was thinking about this yesterday and I obviously have just been thinking to myself that I'm so happy And I've just been thinking it a lot lately, just thinking, I'm so happy. Ooh, I feel happy. Ooh, I feel like literally just that word keeps popping up. And so my best mood this week is obviously happy. Like I've, like I said, have just been really feeling it. And I was thinking about it yesterday that I don't know when the last time my best mood was just happy you know and obviously you can't be happy all the time or else you're um I don't know a serial killer but I think that feeling joy and happiness you know it doesn't obviously come around all the time or maybe for some people very often like you know someone like me who struggles with anxiety and depression I'm not just like consistently having moments of happiness but the past couple weeks I really really have and I think it shows I think you guys have definitely noticed and that's amazing but I think the coolest thing is like when you're literally thinking to yourself wow I feel happy just having that mood and being able to feel it and embrace it is just so amazing and I think it takes a lot of hard work to be able to experience those moments and I think that I've put a lot of hard work into my personal life and myself and I've really shared that with you guys over the past few weeks and so I think that now that I'm just kind of saying yes to things and going with the flow and just really in a better place personally I've been able to to have these moments of happiness that those are the moments when you're really at your low or you're having a moment of anxiety or whatever it is. You remember them and you're like, oh, that's possible. I've felt that before. I liked that feeling. I'm going to do the work to get back to that so I can have those moments again. So it's a mood that I really cherish because it's helpful in the long run for when you do go through dark times and when things do suck and when life throws curveballs at you, you're able to like look back on these moments and be like, "No, I've experienced happiness. I know what it feels like." And I want to be able to get back there so it's kind of like this guiding light in a sense too of oh this is possible like there is light at the end of the tunnel I can feel that again that feeling was so amazing I want to feel that again because the only person that can help you or save you is yourself and when you know that feeling you're able to help yourself because you actually want to feel it again so I guess I'm just like so even happy that I'm feeling happy like it's crazy I think if you know you know you know what I mean like if you've struggled and things have sucked and then you've had these moments of happiness like you know how crazy it is to be like whoa like I think I'm happy so obviously the worst mood is sabotage I think that's obviously something I'm sure a lot of you have felt if you've felt happiness before it's like is this a fluke do uh, do I really deserve this should I be happy it's crazy it's like our minds are wired to just bring up the negatives to protect ourselves like fear and anxiety is a form of protecting ourselves right and you you think that you're doing yourself a favor by planning for the worst and expecting the worst and sabotaging your happiness and you know putting your guard up and being ready but in reality you're just doing yourself a disservice because happy moments are fleeting so are sad moments and so you have to enjoy them while you can but Obviously the natural reaction in my worst mood is sabotage. I think that, you know, when I'm feeling happy or whatever, it's not like in the moment I'm sabotaging it. It's not I'm not kind of there. I know a lot of people struggle with that in the moment of sabotaging it. I think luckily I'm in a, such a good place that like I'm able to just like feel happy, recognize it and enjoy it. But I think when like something stressful has been coming up, I quickly like really latch onto it cuz I'm like, "Oh, see, like here here's the bad thing." Uh, let me let me use this and let, let me make this a bigger deal and honestly I'm really proud of myself for not kind of completely sabotaging it it's just definitely moments where I want to sabotage you know and so I think having that power and having the tools to not listen to those negative thoughts not listen to those intrusive thoughts not let anxiety put on a different mask and present itself in a different way to like trick you into sabotaging everything else so I've done a really good job of just kind of recognizing like oh hey that's anxiety with a different mask on and I'm actually really happy and I'm not going to stress out about that because it's not a big deal I'm just going to kind of put one foot in front of the other and enjoy this happiness because it's not forever you know like I'm very aware that I'm not going to be happy all the time because I'm a human being and so When the sabotage does come up, you know, I'll I'll give it a little attention. I'll get stressed out a little bit. My my stomach will turn, but then I'm just like, you know what? I'm feeling actually really happy right now. Instead of sabotaging this, I know it's gonna go away, so why not enjoy it in the meantime, you know? Mood boosters for me are all about consistency and something that I've absolutely been loving, obviously, is ritual because it's simple, it's easy, and I don't have to think too much about taking care of myself. I mean, gaps in the diet shouldn't be ignored. Like, over 97% of women age 19 to 50 are not getting enough Vitamin D from their diet, and 95% are not getting enough of their recommended daily intake of omega 3s. Both of those things I feel like are very important for my mental health. And rituals essential for women 18 plus multivitamin was formulated by exhaustive research to help fill nutrient gaps in the diets of women ages 18 plus it's formulated with nutrients to help support brain health bone health blood health and provide antioxidant support but of course ritual didn't stop there they invested in a gold standard university-led clinical trial to prove the impact of essential for women 18 plus multivitamin and the results you guys the essential woman 18 plus was shown to increase vitamin d levels by 43 percent and omega-3 dha levels by 41 percent in 12 weeks you guys this is crazy because obviously a clinical study was published in the leading scientific journal frontiers nutrition and if you don't know a published clinical study is like literally such a big deal it's a serious commitment to a first of its kind standard in the industry and like the fact that you're getting that from literally just taking one easy thing that tastes minty and it's easy and it's cute like it's just I I love them so much they're committed to third-party testing from USP and the non-GMO project traceable and vegan friendly ingredients and always clear communication no shady stuff you guys I can be so lazy sometimes and forgetful whatever I love consistency and I love when consistency is easy like I literally just pop one of these suckers in my mouth and I'm like I trust these queens I know these queens I'm amazing, I'm raising the bar for my health, let's go. And right now, Ritual's offering my listeners 10% off your first three months. So visit ritual.com slash mood and turn healthy habits into a ritual. That's 10% off at ritual.com slash mood. Like I said, obviously consistency is a big part of my mood boosters. And I noticed this week that I really love like having some sort of schedule because I've been really good at kind of just when something happens or like when I want to do something instead of trying to like figure out the best timing I've been doing this thing where I just kind of like get it done I don't know if it's the opposite of procrastination because it's not really procrastination in a sense of like it's something that I wanna do. I'm always just trying to like time it perfectly. And I've been just kind of like getting things done. I'm just like, oh, I want to do that thing. Why wait? Why not just do it now? Because who knows what's gonna happen next. So I've been I've been kind of just like going after things and just like executing. And you guys know I love a good execution of tasks, and it's made me really consistent. I was at my boxing class on Tuesday evening, and me and my two girlfriends have been going like the past three or four weeks and I was like I love this like I love that we have this little like routine this little schedule that we're consistent like I don't know it's such a mood booster of being like look at me I'm an adult I'm like going to my workout class that I go to every Tuesday night like I think that as an adult it's really easy to lack consistency because we get so lost in like work and then kind of just like juggling all this stuff and when you're young it's like you have your schedule at school you have your after school activities you have like set schedules whatever and it's really easy to lose that as an adult so I think it's kind of a mood booster in that way of oh like I feel like this like routine again I feel like I have a thing again and it's it really is a mood booster it's almost like childlike but adult like at the same time it's very bizarre I don't know if any of that made sense but I hope it does a little bit because I really have been boosting my mood by just like executing things sticking to my schedule but not like being too crazy about anything it's like this weird balance of like going with the flow but also getting shit done and also having a schedule does that make sense probably not at all but let me tell you my Mood is boosted, okay? So I hope something of it makes sense. My next mood booster is Water Boy. And obviously, you guys know that I drink alcohol now. Shocking, shocking, shocking. And I don't drink during the week, really, unless it's like a glass of wine because I'm at dinner or something. But when I go out on the weekends, like I drink beer, I drink tequila. Those are kind of like my go to drinks. It's not healthy, it's not wellness but it's balance and it's life and i hate being hungover i hate having hangover anxiety it's like the only thing that i don't like about drinking but like obviously a mood booster is like having the kind of night recap with your girlfriends not being too hard on yourself i can do like a whole episode about hangover anxiety if you guys want because like i've almost like mastered it and this mood booster helps so much so if you don't know what water boy is i literally saw like a tiktok or whatever they do like really really funny tiktoks and Basically, this girl was like, yeah, but it doesn't really taste that good. And Mike, one of the founders of Waterboy, was like, okay, it doesn't taste that good, I guess, because we didn't add, like, any sugar. And, like, he explained the whole product so well that, like, a wellness junkie like me thought okay wait like this is my shtick you know like it doesn't have added sugar it has x y and z in it so i'm going to tell you what it has in it basically it's gluten-free non-gmo made in the usa it's hangover recovery supercharged with electrolytes and vitamins to help you feel better faster this isn't an ad i'm literally just holding it in my hand it has like a shit ton of electrolytes like i said it's sugar-free and it's i guess the same amount of electrolytes if not a little bit more than pedialyte but what it has is obviously no sugar i've said that 500 times and 500 plus vitamin B12 and C. It has 50 milligrams of ginger extract, and then it has L-theanine in it, which is you guys know I love because it literally helps you chill out. So basically, if you're it says dehydrated, it has all the electrolytes you need. Stomach nausea, ginger, anxiety, L-theanine, fatigue, vitamin D, V, vitamin B12 and C, and then developed blah blah blah. So I can't lie to you. When I drink this in the morning. And when I have drinking a lot of tequila the night before, I'm literally fine afterwards. I am not kidding you, I am fucking fine. I literally tell people about this all the time when I'm out in Chicago and I ran into my friend's boyfriend and he was like, yeah, like so, like my girlfriend, I'm not going to say names, but oh yeah, my girlfriend's at home like so hungover, but like I drank one of those water boy things that you made me get last night. So like I feel fine. And so it's like you literally can drink it when you get home or you can drink it in the morning and like it literally takes away my hangover anxiety because I just like feel fine. It's crazy. Like it's life changing and I'm just so glad that I get to share it with you guys now because I've been using it for like drinking it for like a few months now but I didn't tell you guys that I drink alcohol yet so this is just like really big news and it's just absolutely amazing but enough about that my next mood booster is self-care in the physical sense because I know a lot of times in the mental health community we always say that you know self-care isn't a face mask and all that stuff and I 100% agree with that self-care isn't just like taking care of like your body and your physical but I do notice that when I take care of my physical self it really does help put my mind at ease because I'm just really hard on myself and I like feeling good from the inside out too. So when I work out, when I take that fresh, clean shower, when I dry my hair, when I get my nails done, like it's really just like kind of being on this consistent schedule of like, oh, like I get manicures now and I blow dry my hair. Like I was putting hand cream on last night and I was just like, wow, like I really love taking care of myself physically, self care wise. And the reason being is it's because like we should cherish ourselves and we should take care of our bodies bodies and even if that's just like doing kind of like girly things and like looking and feeling your best like it really is a mood booster and that doesn't mean you have to you know look like a different version of yourself or wear a shit ton of makeup or get your nails done it's just whatever makes you feel like wow like I'm taking time out of my day to treat my body with respect to make myself feel like the best version of myself and to just like be kind to myself It's it it really is a mood booster. It really makes me feel nice and it makes me feel like I'm not being a lazy sack of shit. Like it makes me want to go out more. It makes me want to present myself to the world more and Just like be seen a little, just be comfortable in my own skin. And so it's kind of a weird mood booster. I know a lot of my mood boosters have been like a little more physical in the past few months, but I think it's kind of, you know, it's that like single girl glow. It's like you want to feel like the best version of yourself because it really is a mood booster. It gives you this confidence. It gives you this kind of like pat on the back moment of look at me just like living my best life taking care of myself getting out there I think it's like one of the things like when you get your heart broken a few months later you just kind of go through that and I think it's normal and It's good because you're boosting your mood and you're getting your confidence back. You're just kind of presenting yourself to the world as the best version of yourself and you feel fucking good doing it. And I think that's a mood booster. And then my last mood booster is spring cleaning. I didn't even realize that I was doing it. I was like, wait, it's spring and I'm cleaning. So, but it is, it's spring cleaning. I just, I couldn't take it anymore. I felt like I had clothes that I didn't know where they were and I was pretty sure I had this pair of shoes and when I would get ready, I would just like throw things in the back of the closet and I have like a really, really tiny closet. So it's not like whatever and I would always just like shove the closet so I didn't have to look at it and finally I was like okay I'm packing for a trip I'm pretty sure I have two dresses in the back and it just like my brain snapped I was like I I have to do it so I did spring cleaning I have two full trash bags of clothes for donation I like hung up all my tops I Like, made sure that my dresses were in the main closet. I put all my sweaters in the other closet. I just basically switched over everything to spring. And it was also like, it was a mood booster because A, I got it done. I don't have to deal with a messy closet anymore. B, I got to put all my sweaters away and put all my spring clothes out. So it's like, bye bye. Fuck you, winter. I'm done with you. I don't even care if it's storming outside. I'm not putting on a cashmere sweater. I will be putting on a tank top. Thank you. So I 10 out of 10 recommend cleaning out your closet and just getting rid of shit and just feeling good about everything you have. like Marie Kondo spark joy more like spark mood boosting okay just trust me on the spring cleaning it all clean out your closet get rid of that shit get ready for hot girl spring hot girl summer I'm sorry but this is just where we're at and I can't pretend that that it's not where we're at it just is and I pride myself on being a hundred percent open and honest and those are my mood boosters this week. Speaking of spring you guys I mean it is time to get that furniture outside whatever that looks like for you whether it's a backyard a balcony a welcoming entryway just because you're having people over again article is the easiest way to make your space look beautiful this direct-to-consumer company combines the curation of a boutique furniture store with the comfort and simplicity of shopping online even my brother asked me for my article code last week so that's how you know it's good i was like what who are you sending this to article's team of designers focuses on beautifully crafted pieces quality materials and durable construction their stuff is inspired by a variety of modern design aesthetics like mid-century scandinavian industrial bohemian but you guys, the prices are fair. You save up to 30% over traditional retail prices. And not because the furniture isn't amazing, quality is not good. No, 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 no. It's because Article is able to keep their prices low by cutting out the middleman and selling directly to you. So there's no showrooms, no salespeople, no retail markups. They have fast, affordable shipping available across the USA and Canada and is free on orders over $999. Go check out their stuff, you guys. Literally, Mood Boost, spring clean out, get some new stuff. Ooh, I'm feeling fresh, I'm feeling bright. Article is offering our listeners $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. Go to article.com/mood and the discount code will be automatically applied at checkout. That's article.com/mood to get $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. Okay, you guys, I'm really excited for you to listen to this conversation with Chelsea and I. It's really open and honest, but so just like relatable and I think you guys can get something out of it and just really have your mood boosted and feel good. She is absolutely incredible. I love her. I'm obsessed with her. So please welcome Chelsea Smith to the podcast. I am so excited to have you on. As we jump in. Yes. I literally so I used to live in LA. I mean I still kind of live in LA, but I've been spending more time in Chicago and I used to come to church home on Wednesday nights
1: Amazing. and
0: it literally just like my favorite thing. It like really reconnected me with my faith in such a different way. And I think it's just because of this like special thing that you and Judah created and it just kind of like reignited me in a lot of ways, but I felt like it was something that was so, even if you didn't grow up Catholic or Christian or anything, I felt like I could bring friends. Like I brought my brother one time, I brought another girlfriend one time. It just felt like very like relatable to just everyone, even though like, you know, you guys do pull from scripture and stuff like that, which is very familiar to me. And so I, I kind of want to learn more from you about how you guys kind of started that community. And also kind of like, if that is the intention that I gathered and just, Kind of, yeah, like how you guys decided to create this community that okay. I'm obsessed with.
1: Okay. I, I want to find out what your faith background is because I don't actually know that. Oh, yeah, but- yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> I grew up Catholic okay. and going to Catholic school, Bible study, everything like that. And about, did, um, you
1: wear, did you wear a plaid skirt in Catholic school, like a uniform so plaid skirt? Ours
0: were ours were navy blue in middle school, and we had to tuck our collared shirts yes. in, and we would always, yes. like, roll up our skirts and get in so much trouble. Did you,
1: did you ever do, like, skirt length checks? I went to a private school. Oh, my God. Yes.
0: Skirts. You had to put your hands down, and you, like, had to make sure they went to your fingers, and then you would, like, secretly go in the bathroom and, like, roll it up. Oh, ours
1: because- was strict. We had to kneel down, and our skirts had to hit the floor. So we were, like, smashed. Oh, wow. with that length of skirt so oh my god
0: yeah no we were like we were so bad we were just like doing and then but in uh high school we switched to khaki pants and same cut like collared shirts I had so many detentions for wearing a hoodie because we were only allowed to wear crew necks and when like Abercrombie and Hollister came out with like the skinny jean style of like khaki pants because it wasn't like a thing but it became a thing in high school they just got banned. Like leggings got banned. Skinny khakis got banned. Everything.
1: Skinny khakis got banned? I, yes. So, so. It
0: was so bad. Okay. Like,
1: so you and I have similar scars from private school.
0: Oh, 100%.
1: <laughs> Which is probably why. I mean, not because we're scarred. But I love that you said your experience at church home was it felt like, it, like you could bring anybody. It was normal. It was natural. It actually, our campus in LA started, we joked that we got tricked into starting it. Um, our friend, Jason Kennedy, who was on E! News at the time, he's... He's so... so
0: he's one of the kindest people ever. Right? Like, he has the best yes. reputation
1: in Hollywood for being the kind, yes. best man. They just had a baby, and so... Like-
0: I know. Oh, my God. I saw it on Instagram, and I was just like, I've never been so happy for two people from afar, because I've only had, like, one interaction with Jason before when we, like, did a working thing together, but it was like, he didn't have to be nice to me, you know what I mean? And that's your- uh, yeah
1: he just has the biggest caring heart and so when he was at e-news he grew up in a christian family and was really connected with his faith but similar to you actually he is friends with us and just said hey i want to tell my friends about jesus but don't really know how or don't you know don't really know what to do so if you're ever in town will you come to my house and do a bible study i'll invite my friends and so Mm -hmm. this is Jason Lowe we married our kids were little at the time and so Judah was in town and came and did a Bible study for his friends and they came and showed up and a lot of them connected with Jesus and connected with their faith. And so next time we were in town, we did it again. And we never did it with the intention of starting something permanent, but just seeing the need for something that connected people to their faith that wasn't religious, that wasn't mm. about, you know, the school uniforms or the rules and the, the things that you're supposed to do are not supposed to do for us. Our, our faith, which is a, for us as a relationship with Jesus, is personal. It's mm. not, and it's about what God has done for us, not nearly as much about what we do for Him. And so, creating a space that was more about that was really our heart behind it. And at the end of, or end or beginning, or some point at any service, we'll say, Hey, if you don't believe what we believe, that's okay. You're welcome here. You belong here. We're all humans on this planet together. And so we have so much in common. And so uh, thank you for saying that was your experience. That's so cool. Cause that's really how it started and what we wanted it to be and what we felt a need for. So
0: yeah, it just like it 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 really felt like you guys took that kind of like living room energy and kind of created it and put it obviously to, you know, the savant theater. And it was just like I would be laughing. I'd be like holding back tears because I like didn't want people to like see me crying. I was like embarrassed. (laughs) You know? (laughs) But it's like it's such like an accurate depiction of it. And now that I, you know, am not in LA full time right now and just because of COVID and everything, you guys like launched your app and It has been such like a source of something that if I know I need something or I feel disconnected, I go back to, and there, I know that there's things I can click on and watch and like kind of at my own convenience. And I think it's definitely something that's made me feel like I haven't lost it completely just because I haven't been like going to service in in person. And was that just something that was born out of the pandemic?
1: It actually was born before the pandemic, but oh. we're really grateful that it was in place for the pandemic. We started noticing, we have kids, we have teenagers. I, They are 17, 15, and 13. I um, can't believe
0: 17. Like you guys look so young. Like how old were you when you had your first born?
1: So kind. I was 26. So, Oh my God. Oh my God, I'm 27. Scary. But no,
0: seriously, like you look like you had him when you were like 19, 20. You, like...
1: Will you be my best friend now? Because <laughs> obviously, you're awesome. Um, and we had kids and realizing our kids interact with the world in a completely different way than we did growing up. And so it would make sense that they would interact with church in a different way. But mm. church wasn't really changing. And it's interesting. Your story is so familiar. The stats are saying that so many people in their 20s and 30s People with faith, faith in individuals of your your age group, your demographic is actually increasing, but church mm. attendance is decreasing. And I think a lot of that is because church hasn't changed in the way that the world has changed. And so we... Our our church name is Church Home, because we believe that church should be like a home, but church can also be in your home, gathering together with friends around content, whether you're watching a sermon or doing a daily guided prayer, that church should be done in a different way because the world has changed. And even though we believe Jesus and his message is timeless, the methods should change. And there aren't these religious things that we need to hold on to. And so, yeah, we started it before the pandemic, the app, but it was really we were really grateful once the pandemic hit that it was there and available. That's so cool that that you connected with it in Chicago.
0: Oh my gosh. Yeah. It's like my favorite thing. I, I think the last I haven't watched in a while just because I've been go, go, go. But I do remember like the, most impactful one that I last watched, I was wrapping Christmas presents on Christmas Eve for my mom while she was cleaning. Like once everyone left and we had this like huge miscommunication in our like extended family about like masks and like the pandemic and stuff.
1: And, how oh my family's like, didn't get together over masks and vaccines. And I mean, yeah, it was it just was
0: like, so it was crazy. this one thing where it was like, I was texting my cousin the day before, like, okay, what time are we going to go to mass? She's the worst texter ever. I get a text back the next day. She's like, Oh, we actually already went this morning, but we're on our way. I'm like, oh you, know? you said mass and I heard masks,
1: like the things.
0: That oh. our face. But <laughs> it was that too. Cause my okay. grandma didn't want to go because she didn't want to wear a mask. Like it was, everything it was vaccines it was masks it was like getting to church and so I felt like not like guilty but I just felt like sad because I always like do something for Christmas and I literally sat by myself on Christmas Eve at like 11 p.m. in my mom's room doing chores wrapping my uh siblings gifts for her listening to like the service from whatever like the recent one was and I like felt like so good after I took notes no Uh, way Oh yeah. Like, and I'm not going to say that I do this every week. Yeah. Like I'm like, but I'm pretty sure I just heard my mom talking about me in the kitchen an hour ago and saying, you know, Lauren, she's so lazy. I was like, who are you talking to?
1: I, my parents called me lazy growing up and that like, that's still something I have to fight off. But I love that you connected with Jesus while you were wrapping presents. I think there's this perception that we have to go to a building. We have to go to a great role. We have to go to a holy sacred place to connect with God, but I don't believe that's ever how God intended for it to be. He wants to connect with us in those everyday moments, like wrapping presents and come meet you there. That's so cool.
0: I just feel like you guys have built such like an amazing community that, you know, if you have kind of like a background in faith, like how we were saying, we both grew up going to like school and stuff like that. And so I'm just like, so curious how you would kind of bring someone in, which, you know, I've seen in real life, like in service, how you were saying, but how you guys bring other people in. I don't know if you maybe do it so often because you are in such like this strong community of people, like like like-minded individuals in some way. So because like, I guess like I sometimes get afraid to talk about my faith because I don't want to be like polarizing. And I know that there's stereotypes and, you know, I don't mean to make it like a tough question, but I guess it's just something that's always kind of like on my mind because it's such a big part of my life and it really has to do with like a lot of decisions that I make. So when people are like, Oh, can you give me advice on heartbreak? Like for me, I was like, well, I just like turned my life and my will over to God, but like, I don't know if that's palatable for everyone. So I guess I kind of have this like inner struggle of how to kind of, you know, communicate with people and make it, make them understand that maybe it's not what they think it is. Does any of that make yeah. sense? I know it
1: doesn't totally stay on my path. Makes so much sense because we have friends who are in church and friends who were not in church and friends who know Jesus and friends who were Jews and friends who want nothing to do. with. So we have friends on all spectrum, yeah. of, you know, faith experiences. And I understand what you're saying. It feels like um, I, Christianity has done its best in this last In my lifetime in the last 30 years but in a lot of ways it has become polarizing and i don't know how either it's become political or it's become about rules and what we're supposed to do or it's felt like a sense of elitism that Mm. people who follow these rules are better or you know there's just a lot of stereotypes like you mentioned that have become attached to faith and you know religion or christianity and I think for us and a lot of our friendships, the best things has just been us living our authentic life and living our authentic self and not pushing, but also not holding back. You know, when some like you said, when somebody asks about heartbreak, if the authentic answer from you that you've really experienced is, you know, the reason the way I've been healed of heartbreak is because of Jesus, then saying that openly and authentically, but not pushing it, if that's not the answer then than not giving that answer. Um, I also, our own perception of God is so important. If we're feeling like, so to me, the message of Jesus and Christianity is humanity was far away from God. So Jesus came down to earth to, to live a perfect life. He was fully God, fully man. And he died on the cross, rose again. It's why we celebrate Easter and he did that not so that we could follow his life or not so that we could follow his teachings, but because he lived the perfect life, there's a verse that says, Jesus, sorry, now I feel like I'm preaching, but um, no, no, this is what I want. A verse that says that Jesus, who was the son of God, who knew no sin, he lived a perfect life. He died on the cross and he became sin so that you and I, so that every other human might become right with God. And it's called the great exchange. So he took on all of our sins so that we could, in a sense, live the perfect life that he lived without having to live it. And so I didn't do anything to earn my relationship with God. I didn't do anything to earn my marriage or, you know, any of these things. It's all because of what Jesus has already done for me. And because that's so real to me, I don't have the option of being elite, does that make sense? I don't have the option of feeling like, well, I have some secret knowledge that, you know, my friends who don't have Jesus, no, I've just met him. And and my friends who don't know Jesus have it. And so I get to be myself and they get to be their selves. And we just get to live this genuinely authentic life together without religion or judgment or elitism. Does
0: that make sense? No. Yeah, totally. And I think that like, it it is like a very, kind of connected message in a sense of, you know, you're not preaching it onto people in that type of stereotypical preachy way. Like, yes, you're, you know, there's like different like almost definitions that people use of preaching. Like there's like the negative connotation and the positive. And I think that, you know, for me, it obviously completely resonates with me because of just how much my faith has grown especially from the pandemic and just like from all the struggles and i find it so interesting too that i think a lot of people wouldn't ness would maybe be surprised that during the hardest few years of my life is when my faith has obviously gotten so strong and i guess like what is kind of your advice or experience of how to continue to have faith And, like, trust and what are things that, like, you need to remember or do, especially in the dark times. I feel like in a lot of dark times, like, when I was younger, I used to be, like, just, like, begging and being, like, I'm sorry and, like, trying to be perfect, you know, because it was kind of, like, my upbringing and what I assumed. And, you know, I don't pray like that anymore. But what is kind of what you would say to someone that, like, maybe needs to keep the faith in a harder time that would be an easy time to lose it?
1: Yeah. I'm so curious. Why do you think in the hardest time you connected with your faith in a new way? I, you know, I think
0: the first thing that comes to mind is that I almost, I feel like it was, it was the only option that was like certain, I guess, like it was the only thing I knew I could actually a hundred percent do was like a hundred percent, just turn it over and trust. And like, when I kind of blindly did that, like just you know, I talk about a lot about like surrendering on the podcast and like letting go. And when I kind of immediately put that in practice and over the next few months, and I like really did, like I practiced it. Like I had like a moment where I fully acknowledged, turned it over and then continued to do it. And although it was like such a hard time of like anxiety and heartbreak and all this stuff, things just kind of like worked out in a way, not that like all of a sudden I woke up and won a million dollars, (laughs) but things were like kind of being okay. And yes, it took a really long time to get better, but it was like the one thing that kept me sane and made me like realize like things were working out. So I, you know, I said last week on my YouTube channel, I was like, I just now have evidence too, that like, if I just trust, God's plan like I know that uh, things don't happen to me they happen for me and that like I'm being led and so like I just kind of have the evidence with that now Mm -hmm. that you know I've had like the worst like few years and I'm at this point where I have no now now I'm ranting but Mm -hmm. I'm at this point where I have no idea what's like gonna happen with my life and I'm just kind of like not that I don't care, but I'm just yeah. like, I, I know that I always say man plans, God laughs. Yeah. So I'm just kind of like, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to save you some laughter up there for once in your life. And I'm going to try <laughs> to not mess things up. I'm just going to roll with it, just one day at a time. So I don't know if that makes sense. It was kind yeah. of like a ramble.
1: No, but- it, it makes so much sense. And I mean, human to human, I'm so sorry that you've had to go through hard years. It's never fun. It's never easy. And what all of humanity has experienced these last few years from from a global pandemic to an awakening of the racial injustice that's happening in the world. I mean, there has been a lot of pain now this war in Ukraine. That's so painful. I mean, there's been a lot of pain and hardships and on a human level, it's just hard to see other humans in pain. So I'm, I'm sorry that you had to go. Not, I'm, yeah, I'm oh, sorry. Yeah. can feel like such a platitude, but I'm not like, yeah, happy, I know you. you know, I'm not happy yeah, yeah. that you went through pain or that anybody goes through pain, but I do think there is something about pain and hardships that forces us as humans to come to the reality that we are not in control. And we have this, I don't know if we're born with it. I don't know if toddlers have it, but man, I feel like by the time anybody gets into their their late teens or early twenties, there's this illusion of control that I'm in control of my life. And if I just make the right decisions and do the right things and you know work hard enough, like that American dream that's kind of alive, then I'm gonna have this life that I can choose and I can control. And there's something about a pandemic, about hardship, about racism, about wars, that we realize I'm not in control. And that realization, I think, can lead us to one of two places. It can either lead where you led Which is a beautiful place to a place of surrender of realizing if i'm not in control then somebody else is and am i going to trust that process that somebody else is in control and i think that can lead to a place of peace to a Mm. place of connection with god to a place where we can lay our head on our pillow and sleep at night with actually a peace that we're not in control or If we aren't careful, that feeling of lack of control can lead us to grabbing hold of control for more control. I'm so bad at this in the sense of when my life feels the crazier my life feels, the cleaner my house has to be. Like, it's life God, is crazy damn. in the same way, it's, yes. it's like, I can't control my teenagers. I can't control what's happening in the world. I can't control what's happening in our church. So my house is going to be clean and every <laughs> closet is going to be organized. And I am, this is the one thing I can control. Yeah. So I can control it. And that's, I think, such a snapshot of human nature that once we realize in the big things of life that we can't control them, that we we double down more and try to control and try to just grab hold of and and make and I it makes sense to me. I, I heard you say masks when you said masks, but just the utter chaos around masks and vaccines. Mm-hmm. It's like, why is humanity doing this? But if we think if we can step back for a second and realize, no, people are feeling so out of control in life right now. Whatever side anybody grabs hold of, doesn't really matter to me. It's just a sign of trying to grab hold and control something that we can't control, which at that point was a global pandemic. And when we find ourselves there, if we're conscious enough of the state of humanity to realize I'm either going to surrender in this moment or I'm going to try to grab hold of more control. And the more control we try to grab hold of, the more anxiety can create because we somehow know we still can't grab. We still can't have that control. But really, I love that you said your word has been surrender. I think that's the most powerful thing that we can do in times of hardship, in times when things are happening that we don't understand, relationships breaking up, teenagers is what I'm dealing with right now. And just actually going to that place of surrender can bring us peace in the middle of chaos, which sounds crazy, but it seems like you've experienced that. And I really do believe it's not because you're elite it's just because you surrendered in the middle of pain and chaos which is amazing quick break to talk to you guys about my favorite
0: jewelry brand majuri if you don't know majuri you're living under a rock and that's fine welcome to the good life majority makes fine jewelry for every day they have new limited edition drops every monday which is literally ruining my bank account but it's fine because instead of seasonal releases like more traditional retailers they are on top of it and they also don't have the traditional 10 time markup they have fresh new picks at fair prices every week for every style like i said it's fairly priced handcrafted and ethically sourced made to last they have something honestly for every budget and for everyone they have women's men's unisex pieces it goes without saying obviously that fine jewelry is for everyone and majuria is the place to do it they have 14 karat solid gold staples that don't wear out or scratch easily and if you didn't know 14 carat is actually much more durable than 18 carat so they make perfect gifts for people like me who don't want to think about taking their jewelry off or if you just have like an active lifestyle i'm someone that just like i hate taking my jewelry off because i wear a lot of jewelry and so like what am i going to do take off a million pieces and then put a million pieces back on like no let's keep as much on as possible because i want it to seem like oh my god i just like woke up like this like i wake up dripping in gold just me cool so whether you're celebrating Every day, every occasion, just because birthdays, a new job, an engagement, they have everything. They have freshwater pearls, responsibly sourced diamonds, milestone pieces. If you don't know what to gift someone to, try virtual shopping. You can live chat with a Majuri stylist one-on-one. They'll answer any questions you might have, like, what's my style? What kind of pieces are good for my lifestyle? How does a piece work with something I already have? They're amazing. So visit Majuri.com and use code MOOD for 10% off your first order. That's Majuri.com, code MOOD for 10% off your first order. Everyone deserves a little bit of gold. or Well, they have silver and other stuff too, but like you know me. Okay, back to the podcast. I think it's also interesting too, like with all like the big, big, like worldly problems, you know, how it's so easy to get involved and like, feel like you need to fix other people. And I think that could apply on that big scale. And also like, for instance, with your kids, you know, you want to almost make sure they're okay and doing well. So I'm sure it feels like you want to control and you have to let go of that. And I'm curious too, obviously what you do for yourself in those moments, but then kind of how like faith is discussed and like lived out daily in your guys's home. Because I think you have such a wide, like age age range that is just so awesome. So I wonder kind of like what it looks like in the Smith household.
1: Oh, The Smith household is uh, chaotic fun. So our two oldest are boys. Um, our oldest who's actually about to turn 18, which is crazy. He already has his tattoo planned out for when he turns. 18. Oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) You're such a whatever generation he is. Um, Our two oldest are boys and then our youngest is a a daughter. And it's been really fascinating because our kids have grown up in a very different religious environment that we grew up. We were like the, Mm. the church kids, the youth group kids, you know, doing all camps every summer. And especially the pandemic these last couple of years, our kids haven't had access to that. But realizing that our kids really watch what we're doing and mm. if our faith and our relationship with jesus is genuine to us that will mean a lot to them but if we crack and re- we crumble under pressure even though we said we trust that god is holding us up uh they're not going to believe it kids are so i mean kids are so smart especially teenagers they watch what we do so much so in some ways I don't feel like the Smith household is very different than what I was saying the journey is and having talking with faith about friends. If it's authentic to us, we talk mm. about it. If it's not, we we don't try to make something happen because kids are so smart and they understand it. I mean, could you feel you were, did, could you feel that way when your parents, if they were being truthful or if they were BSing you?
0: I mean, I think so. I always like, I always like look back and you just like realize all these little things that you also pick up on and you don't really totally realize it till you're an adult because it just was so kind of like f- literally came on to you and you just like grabbed it. And then all of a sudden you're 25 and you're like, why am I doing this exact same thing that my mom used to do? Right. Or, like, or like, where did I get that like opinion from? Like I've never, so it's interesting, like figuring out like what things you need to like let go of, what things actually end up being like, wow, thank God, that was instilled in me. Like yeah. stuff like that, it's such a balance. And I yeah. think that as long as I always say, like, as long as you can find like a happy medium of not trying to be the exact opposite of your parent and not trying to be the exact same person as your parent, I feel like you just like find like a solid in between. I'm like, right. I feel like that must be a pretty decent way to become yeah, an adult so what good. do I know yeah,
1: no that's so good figure out the things you're gonna keep hold of and then things that you, like no I'm intentionally going to let go of this that my parents did is so like yeah so true No,
0: but like you like learn from learn from some mistakes yeah. I mean yeah. everyone has like their own like childhood big t or small t Holy trauma God. and it's Holy. just kind of like you got to be grateful for it at a certain
1: because I always say I'm just like well I ended up fine yeah. like no we, we tell our kids all the time like we'll pay for your counseling bills and we like, say <laughs> that for ourselves to take the pressure off that no we're we're not going to be perfect parents we're yeah. gonna make some mistakes we're gonna mess some things up but I think the one thing that's so important in the Smith household is that our kids know that they're unconditionally loved. Mm. Like when they were tiny babies, I mean, our oldest was a firstborn, he was premature. So he was so small in a little incubator. It just hit like this love that as a new mom, I've never experienced before. It's very different than my love for my husband, but it's just this like consuming explosive love that feels like my heart's just gonna beat out of my chest. And I'm looking at this tiny baby who was costing us tens of thousands of dollars in medical (laughs) bills who just like ransacked my entire body. You know, he's done nothing good for me, but yet I love him with this inexpressible love. I just, I think I realized for the first time what unconditional love Mm -hmm. really is. He did nothing to earn it. He did nothing to, to deserve it. It just, it just happened. And it was just there. And, realizing that that can't change and that can't go away and really the bible says that's how god feels about us that he loves us we can never do anything to earn it never do anything to deserve it so i have this saying to my kids and we still say it to them hey you can never do anything to make me love you any less and you can also never do anything to make me love you anymore that the love we have for you it's just there. You didn't earn it. It's just been given to you. And my prayer for my kids, when it comes to faith and all the things that they could do or not know, if they can see that demonstrated in me and know that that's how God feels about them and know that whatever twists and turns and journeys that their own lives are going to have, if they can know that God loves them that way, I'll feel like I did a good job as a mom. Does that make sense? No, a hundred percent. It reminds me
0: of you know i always say like love like un- like real love isn't punishing obviously like if you know my brother called me and was like i murdered someone i'd be like oh my god like do you need like do we need to bury the body like are we gonna turn you in like what's going on and you know what i mean like it's not like it's not going anywhere and it's you know i get that also from my faith with god and it reminds me a lot of this one message that your husband did on the app and he was doing the thing with, you know, you're going to help me fill in the blanks here, but he was doing this like preach where there was like a chair over here and he was over here and like Jesus are, and God are over there. And, you know, you're over here trying to be perfect and do what your dad says and how you're really feeling is over there. Does this ring a bell? And it just reminded me like he, his saying is like, you can just actually be where you are and be honest. And just be like, I'm struggling, I'm making mistakes, I'm having anxiety, I don't know what I'm doing. And I'm not kidding you, like, ever since I watched that, like, when I go to bed at night, like, that is, like, a huge part of how I get myself to go to sleep and talk to God because I'm just like, hey, this is where I really am. Like, I don't need – because it's like I was saying earlier, like, I don't need to beg for anything. I don't need to, like – it's not like a wishing on a genie bottle like when I was 10, you know? And it just – does does that ring a bell though? Do yeah. you know what I'm talking yeah, about? I, I
1: remember that message and it was, we had just come home from therapy and it was like, yeah, I absolutely remember that message and it was so good for us. And it's interesting that you say that even in relationship to kids, because what I want from my teenagers is actually for them to just be honest and open. Yeah. I don't care what they did. I mean, I want them to be safe and protected, but I really just want them to open up their heart to me, especially in these teenage years. And I just think God wants the same thing from us. He doesn't want us to perform these rites and live this fake life that we think will make him happy. He just wants us to be ourselves and honest with him and makes me so happy that that's how you go to sleep at night. That's just so incredible.
0: I love just how like the overall message too, and just like almost like everything we've talked about is just genuinely living so authentically. Like that's how I feel. Like whether it's to your kids, to your community, to God, I just feel like it's, living so honestly and authentically. Is that right?
1: Yeah. And I feel like that's where peace is. If we're living this life, you know, for Jude and I as pastors, it feels like pastors have had this pressure to live this perfect life yeah, to pretend like we have this perfect life, but really we know we're humans and we have shortcomings and we have struggles and we get in fights and, you know, we have, we have all of our own stuff as humans. That's so much stress to try to bridge the gap between the life that I am pretending to live and the life that I really know I live. I think it's the same way if you live a life on social media that is this, oh, I'm always eating healthy food, and you know, whatever life we try yeah. to put out there on social media. If That's really different than our authentic life. That does not create peace. It just creates stress and anxiety. And it's like we have to live up to our own persona that we created for ourselves. And I don't, that's not a fun way to really truly live. I don't think. Yeah.
0: In any capacity, I mean, even just, even on Instagram, honestly, I, it's exhausting. I don't wanna pretend that I eat healthy all the time. I finally was just like, listen, I had Dunkin' Donuts today. And it was a little nerve wracking putting it on TikTok, but I, I did it, I pulled trigger. I was like, I'm being authentic, so. Okay, and do you feel that the people resonated with that though? Oh yeah, like, because it's so you know scary it. that it's the best reaction.
1: It, like, what are the wires in my brain? You know what I mean? I so want, like I wish I could get into my brain and see why do I feel like I have to put up this perfect persona when I don't have yeah. a perfect persona from anybody else. But right. But I always say, like, why
0: don't I talk to myself the way I talk to my friends? You know, like if they are doing something, they're making a mistake. I'm like, oh, my God, like, you're fine. Like, you're literally stunning, smart and beautiful.
1: Yeah, And then
0: when I do something wrong, I'm like okay, I did something wrong today and now let's go through everything I've done wrong since
1: like fifth grade. (laughs) Right, but that's why we need good friends too. Like you're a good friend to be able to talk to A hundred percent.
0: And before I let you go, I want you to just quickly um, talk about your podcast that you have with Judah because I absolutely love it. Um, if you want to get like really, really sold the listeners, there is an episode with Justin and Haley, which is just, I feel like solid for the audience. It was also just a freaking amazing episode. I was like, yeah, so definitely not getting back together with my
1: ex-boyfriend. Congrats. That makes me happy. If that episode helped you out there, then that's awesome. (laughs) I, lo- it's actually one of our favorite things that we've been doing lately. We started it in the pandemic, Yeah, we're sitting in our home, like what else are we going to do? So worked with a company. And yeah, the episode with Justin Haley Bieber was so fun as they talked about their love story and why there's like stunning couple in their young twenties chose to get married. Cause it feels like yeah. it's a trend. So that was such a good conversation. I think we realized that, you know, preaching a lot of sermons is great. And I love all of Judah's sermons or the ones I do, but sometimes translating sermons into everyday life can feel like there's a distance between them. And so just creating a place where we can just talk about real everyday life is so much fun. This week we recorded an episode. So sometimes we have guests on, sometimes just Judah and Mm -hmm. I talk. It's so fun. But this week we recorded an episode on how to fight fair with your spouse or with other relationships. Like how do you like, what are the rules for fighting fair? So it's not bad literally at the beginning of the episode i promise this was not staged judah and i like get in a tip i was already i was already annoyed at him when we started the episode because he was running late made me do all the setup and all the anyway we like literally got in a fight and then it got to a point where we just got into it it goes oh you have salad in your teeth and just nitpicked it like so i so annoying but it was great it was great. So we had really good material for how to so for how to how to fight bears. So it's just fun. It's just fun that we do it and have fun, such fun, amazing guests. Some really smart guests. We had a man named Dr. Damar Tisby on, uh this the premier expert in the study of religion and race in the United States. Oh wow, and the history of all of that and it's, it's so he was fascinating. So it's a fun blend of just life, but life in light of faith. So we have fun with it. Yeah.
0: Them. I think it feels like a lot lighter just in a sense of just like two people that you can just trust kind of just chit chatting around too. I was listening to one where I think it was about, I listened to the one about forgiveness and it was just like, you guys were just kind of like bouncing off of each other. You know, it just feels like you're listening to, I mean, obviously you're married, but like, what I feel like when you listen to podcasts, it feels like two friends because yeah. not every, not every married couple's friends. That They're, is you know? Yeah. Yeah. No, we, uh, yes. So it does. It feels like two friends and it just feels fun and they're so nice. So I feel like it's also like probably a good, it can be a good place for people to start too. Like if they're curious that want to get involved in your guys' community.
1: Yep. Yeah. It's so funny. You say that we literally call it the front porch. It's like coming to church home is coming into the house Um, and the podcast is, it's like the front porch. Like there's no commitment, just just sit and listen to us, have a conversation with ourselves or whoever. And and
0: it's good advice too. like, even like you've just about like forgiveness, for instance, it's actual a good attainable, tangible advice. So it's a stunning front porch. I must say.
1: Oh, thank you. That means the world because you're stunning and everything that you do is stunning. Like you're, no. Your podcast is so fun. It's so relatable. It's so Thank easy. you. and so that's a huge compliment coming. Well, on.
0: I am so action. glad that you came on and could like open this door for all the people that are just curious and interested in talking about faith in just such a like I mean, I kind of a silly word, but like modern and just I don't know, like I just feel like loving like universal way and I will definitely be back at church home when i'm back in la and i'm gonna go like this yes so just be aware of that like when you see that just know it's me but thank you so much for coming on and just for honestly everything that you and judah do i'm just so grateful as a human being
1: oh well thank you for having me and thank you for everything that you do and even your willing your willingness to talk about your faith and leave people on your on a journey with you is really really incredible and amazing to see that it is authentically as use. I've used that word a hundred times. Right, we love a theme, right? <laughs> a good theme. So thank you for being you and having me on. It's been such an honor. So grateful.
0: Thank you guys so much for listening to this week's episode of mood. I'm Lauren Elizabeth. And if you want more mood boosters, make sure to follow on Instagram at mood with Lauren Elizabeth and my personal account, Lauren Elizabeth. And don't forget, I also upload new YouTube videos almost every week. Not a set schedule. I'm just don't worry about it. YouTube.com slash love Lauren Elizabeth. Thank you guys so much for listening. Make sure to give five stars. Boost your mood by boosting my mood and leave a kind review. It really helps and support the sponsors and just like live your best life. I love you guys so much. Talk to you next week. Bye.